You are listening to the Gateway Church in Spring Lake, Michigan. To learn more, visit us at thegatewaygh.com. And uh, we've been studying the book of Acts, and I've realized in this last section of Acts that it is difficult to preach through the last several chapters of Acts. And uh, Pastor Bobby last week kind of experienced that uh, as well. Um, And it was kind of interesting, you know, he's talking about Paul getting arrested, and he has a personal story of getting arrested. How lucky were you to be able to share that last week? (laughs) It's not fair. I don't have any stories like that. (laughs) That may or may not be true, but... um, (laughs) But anyway, but it's a kind of a difficult passage or some passages to preach from. And a lot of pastors and churches will start the book of Acts and never finish. I'm finding out as I've been studying further. And uh, as they finish and those that do finish, it kind of becomes like a history lesson. And I've got pages of notes from this last week. Um, and it's kind of like this history and I'm writing, writing, writing. And, uh, and t- can I just be honest with you? It was kind of like this. Same song, second verse, a little bit louder and a little bit worse. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm like, Lord, it's the same story, and it happens again, and it happens again. Same opposition, same, uh, same uh, player, you know, maybe different players, but the same kind of test. Paul's telling his testimony again. I'm like, Lord, what do you have for us in this, and uh, I just want to remind us, uh, we're trying to take two chapters at a time. Pastor Bobby last week did 23 and 24. Today, we're looking at 25 and 26, and uh, but I, you say, what do you do with this? Well, we're determined to finish, and we're going to finish the book of Acts in a couple more weeks, and today, we're going to be in Acts 25 and Acts 26, although we're just going to look at a couple different things. I want to encourage you to go back to Pastor Bobby's message. I listened to it this week, and he talked about the context and some of the history there. I'm not going to take the time to to get into all of that again. It's worth reading once you have some perspective. If you just read it kind of the first time through, you're like, okay, that was good. Uh, You know, Bobby, even just the little he shared last week, and then you read it, it's like, hey, this makes sense. And uh, But God directed me to two ideas this week, and I want to hit one for about two minutes And then the other one we're going to explore for about 20, maybe 25 minutes. The first idea came from Acts 26, verses 27, 28, and 29. Let's look at that together. Um, Acts 26, 27, 28, and 29. Let me read it, and then uh, then I'll explain. It says, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? Uh, I know you do. (laughs) Then Agrippa said to Paul, do you think that in such a... A short amount of time you can persuade me to be a Christian. And then listen to verse 29. Paul replied, Short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but all that are listening to me may become what I am, except these chains. What happened in this context is interesting. He's talking to King Agrippa and to Festus at this point, and uh, there had been a change in leadership and uh, different things. But he brings it to a point of decision that they had to choose. And so many times uh, in our lives, we will talk about the gospel. We might share bits bits and parts of our story. But can I just encourage 
myself and encourage you that at some point, and can it be sooner than later, you have to ask the question. You have to bring it to a point of decision. Will you believe what I just shared? Will you believe the scripture that without Jesus, you will not find yourself for eternity in heaven? And you got to put bring it to a point of, of decision. And Paul does that, and he does that over and over. And I just thought, that just jumped out at me. And so it's for somebody today, you're at a point where you've shared, it's time to close the deal, so to speak, and bring it to a point of decision with a friend, a relative, a neighbor, a student, a friend. Um, let, let's, let's be that person, just like Paul. The other verse that jumped out at me, and we're going to spend most of our time, is Acts 26, verse 22. Again, they're before King Agrippa and Festus. Uh, he's sharing his story of conversion. Uh, he's, he's in the face of this extreme opposition. And, and this just jumped out at me, and you'll see why, and uh, we'll bring it all together. Uh, but it says in verse 22, Acts 26, 22, says, But God has helped me to this very day. And let's pause there. I'm going to ask the Lord that, to just honor his word in this little phrase in our lives today. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would move, move this morning. And Lord, just like Paul, we want to be people that can say that, God, you've helped me to this very day. I pray that it would speak loud and clear. And we pray it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Keep your finger there or mark it because we're going to go back to that several times. But I also want you to turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Let me give you some context here. Paul, he's been in prison, house arrest uh, for two years at this point when he says this. He's on trial again. He's brought him out to be kind of judged and like what's his character. And when he says, God has helped me to this very day, if you know the story of Paul, you're saying, really? Don't you know the suffering, Paul, that you've been through? And, and in chapter 11 of 2 Corinthians, it lists, uh, Paul is boasting about his suffering. I won't read the whole thing, but it's starting in verse 22. It says, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they Abraham's descendants? So am I. So he's saying, look, my pedigree is pretty good. Are they servants of Christ? I am out of my mind to talk like this, he says. I am more. That I have worked much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged more severely, and been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. And he's saying, God, you've helped me to this very day. Really? Are you catching what? I, all right. He says, three times I've been beaten with rods. Once I was pelted with stones. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open seas. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers and in, in danger of bandits, in danger of my fellow Jews, in danger from Gentiles, in danger in the city, in danger in the country, in danger in the sea, and in danger from false believers. Come on. But he says, God has helped me to this very day. It says, I've labored and toiled, verse 27, and I've gone without sleep. I've known hunger and thirst and have gone, often gone without food. I've been cold and naked. 
This was, he's a missionary. Besides everything else, I face the daily pressure of my concerns for all the churches. Verse 30. If I must boast, I will boast of these things that show my weakness. He says, God has helped me to this very day. Paul's perspective is kind of like, you know what? Instead of praying for a lack of problems, I'm going to pray for stronger shoulders <laughs> to be able to bear whatever God sends my way. Now, I mentioned earlier that I believe that today is a historic day for us at the Gateway Church. Tonight, we're going to meet at 6 o'clock to worship, to celebrate, to share some details. We're providing child care, and so there's no excuse not to be here tonight. It's a really important we communicated a, sh communicated a shortfall to complete the building a couple weeks ago. And tonight we're going to give a full building update. But this morning, I want to use our building journey kind of as a case study for a few moments and tie it to Acts chapter 26, verse 22. And I want you just to note, uh, we, I've, ne I've never done this uh, in the last four years since we pulled the trigger to build. Um, and I'm not sure... This is something I'll ever do again but because uh, I don't ever want to use the preaching and the persuasion of preaching to, uh, to be directly tied to a building because buildings are not that important. It's people that are important. And, uh, but God's, I believe, is leading, and I hope that our journey as I share it will be an encouragement that we can stand as a congregation and say God has helped us to this very day. Let me start back when we purchased our property down the way where we're building right now. We wanted to be in the Tri-Cities. The church originated in, in Grand Haven. And in 2007, a piece of property popped up. And the board and the, and the leaders of this church, we had only been here just a few months, um, they said, look, this is a very unusual piece of property. The zoning was correct for churches, and uh, they, they really felt at that point like, hey, this is what God has for us. And I, we were green as all can be, uh, 30 years old, first time uh, being a lead pastor, and we were like, all right, let's go. And, uh, and we kind of pulled the trigger to build, and God opened the door, and we used the seed money from a sale of a previous property um, that the church owned, and it was great. Uh, Tony Tiswell, give me a little wave back there, and then Brett Nordoff, uh, you were on the board then, and I think those are the only two that are here. Anyone else that was on the board at that point? I don't think so, but uh, you guys remember saying, hey, this is an incredible piece of property. You walked it, prayed it, and God opened up the doors, and it, then it sat for a lot of years, and the church needed to become healthy. We focused on people, we focused on kids and on youth, and we focused on missions in a big way. Part of our missions journey, and it's a mission Sunday today, uh, we brought in a, an example of a missions church. We brought in their lead pastor to just talk with our, our leadership uh, from the mission side. And they, Dennis Capuri came, and, and he, he was talking with us about missions. Uh, but he also, their story, they had built a building for cash, and they knew that it had been in my heart to, to be able to do that. And so we had brought him over. He was talking about missions. And uh, two years before we pulled the trigger to build, when he went back to his church, he talked to his church, and they sent us a check for $25,000 as seed money, believing in the dream that we had. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. And I, I, I had forgotten about that until I started really thinking through the story. 
You fast forward to May of 2014. In May of 2014, that's when we pulled the trigger to start raising the funds for the building. And I'll be honest, it was actually a kind of a slow start. But we also, we believed deeply that we had everything we needed in our hands. And so people were bringing things to, uh, that were sold, or, or one that was a, even a little rooster um, that someone had in their kitchen, and they found out that it was an antique, and that instead of it being like $5, if you liked roosters, or I'm thinking 50 cents, uh, when I saw it, I was like, you know, maybe 50 cents at a garage sale. Um, we sent that thing to auction, and it brought hundreds of dollars. It was incredible. And I was like, that's really cool. People sold cars, uh, people gave away watches and were selling, including myself, and some of you know that story. Some people had garage sales. Uh, someone gave their entire collection of their sports memorabilia and said, look, it's for the church. We, we sold it. It was awesome. There were people that postponed vacations, that postponed renovations in their homes. Uh, even this last, just this last year, I heard a story, and uh, it just tickles me. Uh, someone said, you know what, instead of doing the mulch that we do every spring, we're going to give that money to the church. The mulch just disintegrates and goes away anyway. And I uh, thought, man, that's cool. You fast forward three years, we raised the funds that we needed, that we thought we needed to build. And we set a date. And we said, all right, we're going to meet as a church and we're going to pull the trigger and God is going to get the glory. Well, a week and a half before this all-church meeting, and some of you know exactly where I'm headed, we, at that point, the cost uh, estimate had been raised by $137,000. I was devastated. I thought, man, we've gone this far. We had raised over a million dollars, and we thought, man, we were there, but we weren't. At that point, we communicated that to the church, and as many of you know, someone met, uh, stood, uh, stepped up in the church and said they would match dollar for dollar up to $100,000. And what was cool is that in four days after we communicated that, in four days, church, the, our church people gave $78,000. That was doubled and, uh, to whatever that is. And, uh, and we were able to move forward, and we broke ground in the spring of 2017. Now, let me just get, pull the parallel here for a second. God has helped us to this very day, hasn't he? See the parallel? And then we did the groundbreaking, and since then there were lots of miracles. There were a bunch of outside miracles. Uh, there was a, a family that visited our church one Sunday that sun, uh, last summer in 2017. One time, and they heard about what we were doing, and they own a steel company in Grand Rapids, and they said, hey, We'd like to donate the, all the steel studs for your project. We're talking thousands and thousands of dollars they had visited once. As many of you know, we've shared this before, but the concrete, we bought the property from a concrete company, and the person that sold it to us had the heart to be a part of it. He said, we want to be the people that are pouring the concrete. We said, well, you got to have the best bid, and he said, no problem, and they went through all the process. And then when it came uh, for the footings, he just paid for it, didn't give us a bill. And then when it came to the main, main pour, he just paid for it, and never, we never saw a bill. 
And he's continued to do that along the way with some slabs around the outside. I called him recently. I said, hey, we're about to finish and where there's curbs and sidewalks. And, and I, I understand that you've been donating. Is that your heart to continue? He says, consider it done. We're talking tens of thousands of dollars. Contractors along the way have, have given us cash discounts. One contractor said, hey, if you can pay before the end of the month, we'll give you $2,000 off or $2,100. We said, we'll write the check. We're doing this with cash. And it was a benefit. And even just recently, I think it was three or four weeks ago, the excavation, that's been uh, quite a big deal, uh, a lot of expense there. Um, the contractor that did most of the excavation for the, to get the water and the electric and all that to the building, it was very expensive. They sent us a check, said, hey, we just want to be a part of what God's doing there, and sent us a check for $15,000 a couple weeks ago. Can we say together that God has helped us to this very day? And that doesn't even include our RV Maps blessing the miracle of RV Maps. And we've got an RV Map couple with us right here. I want you guys to stand. Let's give them a hand. They're a representation of, yeah, literally. You guys, with the crew that you had last summer and then this summer, thousands of hours have been donated. And you guys have blessed us five months this summer. You have done a massive job and just an incredible saving. And just last week, you guys can be seated. We love you. Thanks. And they're just here, I think, just through the end of the week. Uh, but listen, just this last week, um, I, we were talking about the RV mappers, and, and uh, one of our board members said, hey, I was counting last week, and he didn't say who, what, who it was. That would be totally inappropriate. But he says, one of our RV maps families, they, gave, they sent a check for $2,000 to help us get to the finish line. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? After all they've done. Could we say together that God has helped us to this very day in regards to our building journey? A couple weeks ago, on a Sunday morning, we shared about a shortfall. We found about, out about it three to four weeks and had to get our details together, and then we shared, and then I left the country um, <laughs> that for a... For a for a uh, retreat that was already planned, I promise, <laughs> and, uh, and it just was the, how it worked, and it's kind of comical, but it was devastating. It was hard, and we're going to talk about the details tonight, but I want to, you just to know a couple things. First of all, it was not a surprise to our Heavenly Father. The second thing I found out is that it's really not a surprise to anybody that's in the construction business right now. Uh, the average overages and estimates uh, for this year, uh, from 2017 to 2018, the price of construction has gone up as a whole, 20 to 25% increases is what they're seeing. Now the question is, what do you do with that? And so uh, what do you do with this information? And I've, I've got a lot of people in my life that I trust and looking for information. Uh, we have worked with a uh, contractor, not a contractor, a uh, con kind of a consultant. He doesn't like that word, but that's kind of what he does. Um, and he's been to our church, but most of you don't even know him. Our, our key leaders have spent a lot of time with him. Um, but he has walked with us, and, and I was sharing with him this last week and doing some coaching with him. And, uh, and he 
he was pretty tough with me saying, look, you cannot not finish. And he shared some things and 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 he's, he was he was pretty he was as firm with me as he's ever been. He actually followed up with an email, and I want to read this email. He says, look, everything I said to you yesterday, everything I pushed on, etc., was to make a singular point. He says, what you have experienced financially and in gifts from vendors is and has been a miracle. Not kind of, not sort of, but insanely so. He says, I have a, a lot of experience in campaigns and projects. None of this is normal. He says, you are in uncharted territory. He says, I'm reminding you to ensure that you are personally seeing it. I, might, I must have been groaning a little, I don't know. <laughs> but also your board and your staff and your people that they would understand what God has been doing. And what he really said, he said, you need to celebrate. You need to encourage the people. Look what God has done. God has helped us to this very day. And you see how the, the tie? And we are celebrating it, and we are standing on this idea, and we are also going to trust God. In our soap reading this last week, turn with me to Romans chapter 15. If you've been following along with us, and I encourage you to do, it's two chapters a day. It's just a good, healthy diet of God's word. Romans chapter 15, verse 13. I stopped when I read this verse, and I highlighted it. I actually underlined it first. Then I came back and highlighted the word trust, because this is what we're doing as a church. We are trusting God and, uh, and we believe that this is his church and that he is the provider. Look what it says, Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I unpacked this for our board this last week at a board meeting on Thursday night, and we're not going to take the time to do that because um, I've got a hustle here. Um, but listen, we are trusting God. And when we put our trust in God, it's not a false hope that we hope on. We are trusting in the maker of the universe. He owns it all, right? And what has God been saying to us <coughs> in this season? What has God been speaking to me as your pastor? I want you to know, and we shared this two weeks ago, and I've shared it in a letter if you get, are part of our mailing, and uh, we are going to share it again today and tonight and until the very end. We are believing collectively that there will be no lack and no delay. Amen. You say, how in the world could you say that? We have a $250,000 shortfall is what we shared, and we're going to get the details tonight and up to date. You say, how in the world could you share that? No lack, no delay? Are you crazy? I say that because we trust in the Lord. How is it going to happen? I don't know. All the board members that are here, just stand, uh, that, are, that are serving, and um, Mary, our treasurer, if you could stand, and then uh, Rick, Evelyn, uh, who's working with our uh, helping us with the building process, and then the other board members will be here, uh, second service. Um, how many times did I say <laughs> on Thursday night, we're trusting God, but I don't know? These are my witnesses, and I don't know how the Lord's going to do it. 
but I trust that God is going to do it. You guys can have, we've got great leaders, by the way, and God is with us. I don't know. I feel like Paul at the end of Acts in a difficult situation, a mountain that was in front of him, and saying, what is God doing? I don't think Paul knew everything, but his testimony was, God has helped me to this very day. Now, I want to shift from our building to our lives here for a moment because there's a practical application for every single one of us. What are the mountains? What mountain are you facing? What are the mountains in your life? Setbacks. What issues are you dealing with? What dysfunction? What issue with your kids? What issue at work? What thing at school has caused you trouble? What has got you down? Are your bills piling up? Are your, do you have marriage issues? Listen, we all have something that we're facing. Am I right? That's just the truth. If you're breathing, we're going to have problems. The, the Bible says, in this world, you will have trouble, right? But the question is, are you trusting God or are you carrying the burden yourself? And this is really a matter of spiritual discipline and spiritual maturity, when you carry something yourself, it's heavy, it's hard, you get exhausted and overwhelmed and you get tired. Am I right? We were not created to carry the burdens of this world. We're instructed in Scripture to cast our cares on Him. We're instructed to put our trust in Him. Are you with me? I want to bring up a fine young lady. Her name is Lilia. I want you to come on up here for a second. I'm going to need a microphone here in a second. This young lady has been to our church property. Just come and stand right here for a second. Many, many times. Um, you've been there with worship team because your parents are on the worship team and with sound, and your dad's running the sound here in the back today. Um, you've been out there, and actually, Pastor Bobby told me that uh, when Pastor Bobby said, hey, does anyone have a word or uh, an encouragement? You actually spoke up and said something with the worship team. And I thought, man, that's incredible. But you've, you've served with, with uh, Rachel um, on the serve days out at the property. And so you've been out there and, um, and you've, done, you, you've had a kind of a heart. And then your family came and visited the property with me. And we did a little tour. Remember how much fun that was? And got some pictures and all that. Well, anyway, Lilia, two weeks ago, was in the service when we wrote or when we shared about the update and then I preached it was just a short update and then literally I was out of the country I left that second service before church was over uh, and uh, I was on my way to I had to be in Grand Rapids at one o'clock and so I left things in Bruce's and Bobby's hand and so on and so forth and uh, I didn't get this message this text message till actually until I was in the states again so Sunday night, coming back, um, and my phone is on, and I got a text from your mom. And it said, hi, Pastor. Lilia was in service with us this morning and heard the building update. When we got home, she went right upstairs and grabbed her money and gave me this. And this is what you gave her. She said, I love her heart. I had no idea. And what it says on here is money for the new church. And then it says under here, from Lilia. All right, hold on to that for a second. Can I get that microphone for a second? 
And so I responded as soon as I turned my phone on. I was like, love, 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 love her heart or something like that. And I said, I just got this, whatever. And then your mom goes on to explain that you added your entire allowance this past week to that amount. And she says, I thought it would encourage you. I know it did me. Now, I've got a couple questions for you. First of all, you've given everything. How I mean, anybody thinking widows might here, right? Like you give it all, right? Um, was it easy or hard for you to give uh, the funds? Sort of easy, sort of hard? Okay. So I was thinking about it. Um, do you ever worry about where your clothes come from? No? Do you ever worry about where you're going to put your head at night, like if you're going to be able to have a place to sleep? Sometimes you do? Okay. <laughs> That's not the way I saw this going, but, okay? Do you ever worry about what you're going to eat? You do. I'm not asking the right questions. That's what, I, that's what Jessica said. Like, do you ever, like, help me out. Do you, do you worry that there, will be, there won't be enough food for you to eat at your house? No. And do you ever worry that um, you wouldn't have a place to, uh, like, oh, man, you know, there might be a time I, I, I don't know where I'm going to sleep. Do you ever worry about that? No, exactly. Everybody with me? Okay. <laughs> well, this is what I think the Lord put on my heart and why I wanted you to kind of share that. Why was it easy? And it maybe wasn't easy, really easy, but why were you willing to give everything you had? And this is what I wrote that Lilia has a loving father and mother who take care of her needs. Would you agree that your parents, they, they provide for you? Let's give her a hand. All right, and she's going to give back. And I'm going to use this second service, okay? All right. And the truth is, you ready? The truth is, each of us has a loving heavenly father that does the exact same thing if we trust him. Can you trust him with your problem, with your trial, with your burden, with your setback, with your issue? And we got to hustle. Uh, Pastor Bobby, I want you to come. I want to activate each and every one of us. And what we're going to do is we're going to pass out a, a sheet. I want to need one of those so I can talk through it. Um, what we're going to do is I want every single person to get one of these. Just stand up, start passing those out. I don't know who's helping. And then we need pens as well. No, you don't stand up. These guys stand up. And um, we're going to give one of these to every single person here. And what I want you to do, I want to take you through a little process here. The first question on this says, what is previous? What is a previous problem that you have faced? Maybe it's an illness. Maybe a time that you were sick. Maybe it was a time when you didn't know what to do. Um, maybe it was a, a mountain that was in the way. It could have been something at school. It could have been something at your work. Maybe a, a marriage issue. Think of something, a previous problem that you faced. And then how did God help you? How did God help you? So what was the problem? The second thing was, how did God help you? Do we have these up here? You can kind of follow along with us. Uh, what was the previous problem? How did God help you? And then what we're going to do here is I want you to address your current situation. 
whether you're a young person or, or the oldest among us, what problem are you facing today? And I don't want you to write that in quite, quite yet. I want you to really focus on the previous problem. How did God help you? I want you to think about it. Write it down. And then what we're going to do, and uh, if you could set it up here, Pastor Bruce, uh, we're going to put three buckets up here. There's been a song that has been our song this year. It's called Do It Again. And what we're going to do is we're going to sing this song, and within the song, it talks about trusting God. And so there's going to be a point within the song where the lights will go off. So we're going to leave them on at, at first when Pastor Bobby first starts. And then when the lights go out, hopefully you've had time to write in what is your current problem that you're facing. And only if you are saying, you know what? I need to have a perspective like the Apostle Paul. What was his perspective? He trusted the Lord. God has helped me to this very day. And you say, yeah, but I don't know how this problem that I'm facing today, how it's going to turn out. It doesn't matter. Can you trust that God has worked in the past? There's a, the line that says, um, where is it? It says, um, God, uh, I've seen you move, move the mountains. Uh, you've, never, you've never failed me yet. The idea is, okay, look, what was the previous problem? God helped you through that. Not that he could even ever fail us. I mean, I get that. But the idea is just like, hey, God, he hasn't failed me. He hasn't failed me. What's the problem you're facing today? And then when the lights go down, then what we're going to do is if you are saying, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you with this problem. And maybe you list a bunch of problems. I don't know. But list something. And then we're going to activate each other. And we're going to come while we sing. And we're going to put these in the bucket. Now you say, what are we going to do with these? We're going to throw these away right after service. You don't put your name on this. No one's going to go through and read them. And so you can be as honest as you want. What is the addiction that you're struggling with? What's the financial miracle that you need? What's the relational issue? Maybe, maybe no one else knows. God knows. And you're going to write it down. What are you, what's the problem you're facing? And we're going to surrender those things to Jesus. And so now I want you to stand. Everyone should have one, and you can grab a pen in the back if you don't have one. But let's, why don't you lead us in the song, and then when the lights go down, and I'll kind of direct you to do that, then we're going to move uh, when God puts you to bring these and say, you know what, God, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. And that's how we want to end the service today. Here we go. Praise you, Lord. I want to read these two verses, and then I'm going to pray, and then we're just going to go. And we're going to go with the idea that we can be just like the Apostle Paul, that in the face of extreme difficulty, that we can say, what does it say? But God has helped me to this very day. Say that with me. But God has helped me to this very day. And then I want to just remind you, this is kind of a prayer, a closing. May the God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God is doing it. And so, Lord, I pray that as we leave this place and you go before us and behind us and around us, Lord, that you would give us the confidence 
to say, Lord, I don't know what this problem, what the future holds. I don't know about this circumstance, this health issue, this uh, family issue, a relational issue, the deal at school. I don't know the issues at work, the hiring, the firing, whatever the case might be. But Lord, I can stand and say, my trust is in you. And church, I want you to know that when you trust in the Lord, your hope is not a false hope. We are putting our hope in the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Let's lift our hands all across this place. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. God, I pray as we leave here that you would just fill us with these things. And we pray it in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. God bless you as you go. We love you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from the Gateway Church. If you'd like to find out more about our church, such as service times, giving, and ways to get connected, visit us at thegatewaygh.com.